Hey, it's Tweeter's Digest, the preferred podcast of chads everywhere. Episode 3, Nina is an incorrigible lad. Hi, Nina. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. What a treat. You're so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the feeling is mutual. Uh, so before we get into the stuff, I would first love to know, what have you been up to lately? Oh, uh, lately I have been, um, I've been having a holiday. Like I'm been, I've been like really embracing the concept of like a holiday as a freelancer. Cause usually it's just like, oh, I'm still kind of like half got an eye on work or still like running around like a blue ass fly. I have been fully indulging in eating meat, having like <laughs> double naps, like not exercising seven times a week. It's been a real treat. Um, and now, I mean, today, uh, yeah, I've got the, the motor going again. So I have been did some work yesterday that was quite nice and quite a lot of exercise so I'm not gonna lie to you I'm gonna spend most of our podcast call time moisturizing and stretching because I'm aching like an absolute bastard (laughs) oh that's lovely yeah um I mean I ought to do more stretching myself so I can right we can join in right yeah yeah take some tips from your shoulders okay okay stop my shoulders excellent all right I will uh, try to mimic you as we go here um but yeah uh, I have your tweets and I'm going to read one right now on September 26th 2016 you tweeted heavy weekend need to give your skin a boost indulge in a hashtag steam cleanse by standing over your bacon in the hot griddle (laughs) (laughs) hashtag beauty hacks uh, oh, <laughs> right. Oh, it's such a treat when past you like really cracks you up. <laughs> Bitch has still got it. Um, great. I was clearly having a really wonderful day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite the uh, it's quite the creative hack. Oh, what a scratter! <laughs> I personally might be worried about bacon grease on the skin, perhaps, but you know, yeah, doesn't doesn't I mean, deter like- you. It's not so much of a, like, that's more of a smoke cleanse than a steam cleanse. I thought that was going in the direction of, like, you know, being like, right, this is your Romford Spa. It is standing over the kettle while, like, your builder's tea is getting going, although I drink Earl Grey because I'm fancy. So <laughs> <laughs> the bacon, though, yeah. Christ, where was I? Am I okay to swear, by the way? Because I realise I've got a mouth like a sailor. So. Yes, yes, of course, you're okay to swear. Lessons, all right. All right, ask a question because I'm mostly just like a little bit mortified that I was all about that bacony cleanse and I've just been here trying to be a vegan and <laughs> Christmas happened and like that was really, I had meat yesterday, it was beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I would just love to know if you have any other beauty hacks uh, you'd love to share. Uh, right now, okay, listeners, have you got, and you too, Loops, have you got any moisturizer with you? Uh, yeah, but I did just wash my face this morning, but I can go grab some more. Okay, perfect. Yeah, get something you can do your arms with. We're gonna we're gonna beauty hack our arms. All right, just a second. <laughs> my mother, well, my mother outlaw. Yeah, that's what we're gonna call her. The outlaw has given me a load of thick moisturizer. 
Hello. I've got it. Yeah. <clears throat> the audience at home doesn't get to see how glorious your hair is looking, though. Like, <laughs> I, there's another time we'll do a beauty hack on your beautiful, beautiful mane. <laughs> <clears throat> well, they can imagine it. All right, I have this uh, refreshing anti-aging, pore perfecting, wild rose cream for normal to oily skin. Oh, okay. We're doing our face. All right. All right. Well, if it's small, then it's just like a little, a little blob. Right. And then basically a baby hack is just like, just get it between your fingers and your, yeah, between your hands, get your hands nice and warm. And then like, it's just a treat of like slapping it on your skin, isn't it? Like, okay, put it on your face. <laughs> Not <laughs> a literal. Like, on the face, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> And then you just wipe it down and then wipe it up. And oh my God. So Nina is sort of rubbing her hands over her entire face, forehead and cheeks, down, around, (laughs) back up. Oh, and then just like little circles. Okay. Circles around from forehead to cheeks again. Down the chin. The jaw, up the nose bridge oh and just like it's just an excuse to well one touch yourself but just give yourself a midday like mid middle of the day oh, i guess it's morning for you isn't it like good mm-hmm. old jaw massage because like who doesn't like that yeah oh. wow oh okay that's not so much a beauty hack as a congratulations your paws are going to thank you but um <laughs> And what else about beauty hacks? The basics are important, so good to remember yeah. those. I mean, the beauty hacks I find are like, what is it? Eat your vegetables, do exercise, be kind. And like suddenly everyone's like, oh my God, you're beautiful. And you're like, mm-hmm. you're welcome. It's a capsicum pepper and a few weights, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the boring stuff. I mean, it's important too. It's not very sexy, just like, hey, get seven or eight hours of sleep if you can but it's hard enough to do on its own. So it's, you know, worth mentioning. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, um, last year, I spent a lot of time thinking about morning rituals and then um, probably got high, I won't lie. Uh, and was like, wait, but what about the nighttime rituals? Um, Cause I, I have tolerably good sleep hygiene. In fact, I think I have pretty good sleep hygiene insofar as my phone gets launched over the other side of the room or is in a different room entirely. But because I move around so much, um, like my bed is often different, like, you know, not every week, but most weeks it's different. So yeah, there's the sleep hygiene of like, how do you get settled? Uh, How do you feel at home and settled to sleep? And like do your, you know, your nighttime practice, like my morning practice, I've got down. But the the kind of like the lovely juicy nighttime practice where I'm like, I like you so much. You are, I fancy you so much that we're going to moisturize. We're going to listen to an audio book. And then we're going to like snuggle down for bed and get like really excited. Like um, I'm staying with one of my partners at the moment. And like, they honestly... (laughs) They're quite like, the problem with going to sleep with me is I get into bed and I'm so excited to be there that I start giggling and like, there's suddenly like this high rush of excitable energy. And they're like, okay, usually this train is like for more sleepy passengers. Um, (laughs) But yeah, getting into bed, man, it's like, it's a whole ritual in itself. Um, I wonder if something like an object, if you have like maybe a stuffed animal or something that just reminds you like, this is you know, part of my, my bedtime ritual, like a physical thing yeah. could help with yeah. that. Yeah. 
I started to, um, I had a go at um, being quite prescriptive about my night practice to, and I called it a night practice rather than like, Bray, you'll just go out of bed, like stop dressing it up. You're not that much of a hippie, but had a go at being like, no, no, this is a thing. So I give it more like focus, time and attention. And I would, um, yeah, so I would train both ends of the day. So the night or the evening training, I would then, uh, this is that physical training, I would then hop in a cold shower and out the other side would crack on an audiobook for like half an hour, but that half an hour was to be spent not looking at my iPad that's playing the audiobook and you know my phone miles away, but to be like there with like a whack of um, coconut oil and my entire body just got a full a full moisturize and massage, which I found was incredibly indulgent and great for the week that I kept it up. And then was like, oh, for the love of God, like, and then I moved apartments again. So that kind of like, you know, I was in shared accommodation or I was back with my folks or I was staying with a partner or whatever. So, um, you know, that, that was a good week where I was like, really like, thinking about like kind of like a DJ set going like okay I'm really good at building the energy keeping it going but like as a <laughs> I'm really bad I don't ever do the end of the night set because I'm like come on let's like bring the energy <laughs> let's keep it going because it feels amazing and it's very very naughty it's a very bad DJ like habit or human habit not to also consider like the climb down so but I was very kind of like okay what's the thing that then brings you down from the intensity of like massage and it's like oh you just you just lie back and like meditate and drift off into like nothingness so yeah that was a good week that was in august and we're now in january so four <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, like 4% of your weeks you know not terrible <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i've called myself this a few times on twitter where i'm just like it's just i'm just a freelance layabout like i definitely do work i definitely like i'm kept busy with like one thing or another like Sometimes I get to call myself a working artist rather than like a novel with a pen. But like this is I do have a lot of time just to play, which I feel incredibly grateful for. So, OK, yeah, thank you. Let's uh, speaking of playing, maybe let's move on. Great. Beautiful segue. I'm so ready. Maybe. Uh, so <laughs> on November 21st, 2020, you tweeted business idea, cunt, fries and coffee. A brothel, but chill. <laughs> Can you read that again, please? <laughs> Business idea. Cunt, fries, and coffee. A brothel, but chill. I mean, I'll stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Nina, when I first found this tweet, I couldn't stop laughing. It was it was an ad <laughs> exercise. It was I was I was enthralled by this tweet. <laughs> Do I have I mean, a go on, go, go on, go on, go on. No, please. <laughs> I need more from you on this one. <laughs> I, I I was just thinking out loud. Do I have a question? Do I want to say more about this? Um <laughs> we could we could brainstorm about what are other facets of a chill brothel besides the uh breakfast accommodations. Uh, pay your workers (laughs) everyone's pretty happy then um I that's got like a real texture to it like can't fry some coffee that's that's um I would have been with someone very specific when I came up with that idea I wonder if I was with a girl and we were like 
I don't mean getting up to the nasty, um, doing the nasty, but so much as like one of my girls with which we are both incorrigible lads. Um, and so just being a bit gross. Um, the fries parts is interesting because I'm not really a chips eater. <laughs> but like maybe, maybe I was feeling incredibly accommodating and being like, right, what do people like? And like people like fries. <laughs> but I've long had this idea that I would love to run a brothel. Like I would love to partner up with someone like, a, you know, one of my like girlfriends that, um, like friends that are girls. I know in America you call that a thing, but um, like to team up and be like, okay, this is your strip club. This is your brothel. Like I've long thought I would run an excellent brothel. <laughs> she says with no experience of like being in brothels or like doing any sex work particularly like, but I'm still convinced that I would be a really good like madam. <laughs> Possibly because I'd have no problem telling like boys off if they behaved badly. But um, yeah, I don't think I've got anything profound to say other than like, sounds great, I'm in, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, that does sound great, like, especially like the, you know, paying your workers part. Um, I would think the only thing that comes to mind for me is just like replicating aspects of like a spa retreat, like deep tissue massages, facials, uh, yeah. so to speak. But wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was. No, no, no. Come on. You, you've got to go because I've been chatting a lot here and I'm also just being like, I'm very, I'm so curious what the heck that. I'm thinking about getting my calendar up to try and figure out who I was hanging out with. Do you mind? Yeah, November 21st, 2020 is when this uh, right. glorious idea was birthed. 2020, okay. Well, I mean, this is one of the reasons it's so good to be, like, I have to color code all of my, like, calendar time because just, you know, moving around a lot, working, different jobs, different people, um, and also different countries. So you're hanging out with different folks. But it looks like... I was in London. We were getting ready. We were ready, getting ready to ship out for um, Exodus for Lisbon. Oh, and there's a vet. Oh, oh my God. Right, I know exactly. Yeah. So I was hanging out with my friend. Um, I think she wouldn't mind me saying that she is a sex worker. And we were just talking about like, okay, what's ideal working environment? <laughs> she was like, <laughs> we would have just been like, I think we, we were having coffee, I think. We were lying in my bed. Yeah, we weren't eating fries. I think we just made loads of food because it was one of those weekends where like you just get one of your girls over. Sorry, I get one of the girls over and we just like basically are in our pants all weekend, like kind of making out, kind of like not just being quite by girls that like each other. And yeah, we were just rolling around the house uh, and then just like either in the kitchen or lying all over each other in bed or like, do you want to get the tea? All right, I'll make a pot of coffee. <laughs> oh thanks for that memory i'm gonna message you yeah you're <laughs> welcome okay uh thank you for giving me copious laughter a few days ago <laughs> you're so welcome yeah <laughs> next tweet on march 30th 2021 you tweeted most chad thought to date <laughs> i wonder who i could invite on an eight minute slash k run around lisbon to chat about meaningness slash somatic exploration to move beyond woke slash mission culture. Form an orderly queue slash slide into my DMs. 
Yeah, I'm so grateful to Twitter for introducing me to the concept of the Chad. I haven't really paid any attention to what the Virgin is, but like the Chad, I'm just there like, oh my God, I found my people. <laughs> yeah, man, it's like, I stand by that. I absolutely love training with people. I mean, I'm an incredibly social creature. Like, I'm, you know, I've just come to accept that. I've tried all sorts of like silent meditations and silent retreats and kind of like really long silent missions or solo missions. But ultimately, I just fucking love hanging out with people and playing games. It's sick. Like having friends is mint. So like, and then it's just a game of like, okay, what fun weird thing can we do now? And like, it's been such a treat to meet the crowd on Twitter because it's like, oh my God, this is incredibly smart, like astonishingly hot, like, interesting people that are keen on having a body and so there's not like a it's not like you can only be in this club if you're like really fit and I like not British fit I mean as in like fit and strong healthy it's like oh you can come if you're curious like you'll hang with us because you're curious and we just keep this train moving we're curious like fun people like fun creatures um so discovering that there was a, it's optional that you get to go to the gym or like exercise but you can do it in a pace where you don't have to like I mean I train pretty hard because I love endorphins and you know moving a lot but it's a, I love training with people because there's a, like a sense of like pacing and it's like okay you're sharing this moment and it's not fun if one of you is like wildly outstripped or like you know you share it and you kind of like pace it for however it works for the, for the group or the pair of you and I absolutely love this idea of like yeah okay let's like do some exercise so we're feeling right good but also let's like ponder stuff because um I've like I try not to spend too much time on my phone in the gym but because I've you know got my tunes going and I'm doing my thing but like I've I had one of my favorite big thoughts as a thread where I actually kind of like was able to have a linear like stream of thoughts rather than just like you know my usual scattergun approach to thinking um because I was <laughs> bird of play had like ventured this idea that when whenever I hit Chicago that we'd go for a cycle along uh, the waterfront and it was like a eight mile there and eight miles back. And I hadn't been on a bike for time. It was like coming up to a year um, and no, six months. And like, I was like, shit, I don't even know if I could cycle that. So I headed up to Porto. Um, all right, I'm fully going to flex here. I'd met a lovely person in Porto and I was like, I would like to go and see them again. So I popped up to Porto. They like classically, honestly, poly people, we are just we're just a nightmare for scheduling. They'd forgotten, like, <laughs> they'd forgotten they had to go and do something. So I was like, that's fine, I'll go to the gym. And I headed over to the gym and did, I went, I jumped on the cycle machine and the space that because you're sitting down, I was like, oh my God, my hands are free. And you know, I have to have all of me engaged, otherwise it's all gonna fall apart. But I, I can't remember what the thread was, but it was like, oh, I just I was able to have like a 10, 10 tweet thread or more where I was just like having thoughts and I was like this is sick like exercising but it being a really cool like meditational yeah like an experience where I can actually think through stuff rather than my only thoughts are on um push harder keep going girl you've got this oh my god hot girls here we come like it was like oh no I've, I'm just keeping a good pace going that on the cycle machines that I can like still have all these like opinions and kind of craft some sorts and think through some stuff that are ori original to me. 
Um, so this is, I guess, everyone that's listening to this, this is a renewed, like, if you want to go for a run or uh, like dick around, um, we did a London meetup, like a Twitter meetup in the summer. We've got another one come up in a couple of weeks or a week or so. Uh, but I was like, lads, can we bring a ball? And it was really fun because it was like Twitter crew, but then also kicking a ball around and like, no one has a bad time kicking a ball. So, <laughs> so yeah, chatting, like being full chat is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can tell um <laughs> yeah nina you sort of out yourself there is like quite into exercise and thinking things yeah, yeah sorry about that <laughs> yeah that occurred to me the first you know two seconds we first ever started chatting uh, yeah that's that's very cool I, I have heard that idea before that um sort of moving the body can you know, really kickstart the brain into yeah. putting together ideas or thinking about things that wouldn't otherwise come to mind, just being sedentary. Come on in, checking on your shoulders. I haven't seen you like move your shoulders around. We're doing like, you're doing at the desk. I'm like rolling around on a mattress. So mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, very nice. Up above your head, lean it down at the body. Ah, oh, very nice. Yeah. And I, I know ah. these are uh, kind of big topics you mentioned, but if you have any sort of main ideas or um things you've learned about meaningness or moving beyond woke and mission culture you'd uh, like to share i'd love to hear it oh oh yeah there was like a specific thing there wasn't there <laughs> it's basically i mean i try and not get mission i try i've noticed there's a tendency to get quite missiony about meaningless because it feels like so bang on that it's like <gasps> meaningless is the way, the truth, the light. And then you go, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. This has got texture. <laughs> this has got a texture of a mission. Oops. So um, I've tried to be a bit chill about meaningness, but wait, I Nina. really like how the whole thing is like, go on, go on, go on, come, come. I was going to ask, like, if maybe you were about to do it, could you define meaningness just briefly for me and maybe audience members who don't know oh, what yeah, that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So meaningless was a word that came up and um, was come up with by a lovely, lovely chap called uh, David Chapman, who I hope, where are we in January? I hope he's still got his moustache because, oh my God, he looks lovely with it. Um, and he posits that basically the way to like trundle through life also... <laughs> The way he came up with this was because he fancied a bisexual girl <laughs> and he was like, right, I'm going to write some philosophy to impress her, which is as a fellow bisexual, I was like, right, OK, this this really is the truth, the way of the light. Like, <laughs> so and the, the, like, the position is um, the way to latch on with real life is just to like horizon scan on a fairly regular basis to be like, OK, what is here to do that is useful and enjoyable? And just at any one given moment when you're kind of like faced with a decision, be like, OK, what's useful, what's enjoyable? And I just found like, you know, I um, there's a wicked chick on uh, called um, Seeker 3000. She's called Jess and she led a reading group in um, last Michaelmas. So Michaelmas like 2020 where we read um we read the meaningless book together and basically i then just like the first chapter is like setting out this like right what's enjoyable what's useful and i was so sold that i was like cool i get it i'm gonna move on but the crowd was like uh, so i hung around just for the vibes in the chat and like would end up like just drawing while everyone was doing like the esteemed chatting um but it's just i just find it a really easeful 
interesting way to approach stuff and I, I guess I'm um, so one uh, I made a really good friend out of that called uh, Victory Cast and um, we have subsequently been like okay how what is the the nature of then the, the like not to like over post about this but be like okay what is the nature of useful what is the nature of enjoyable right and it's like you know because I then moved to Lisbon and that was a lot of tight too fun it was very hard work but for like very high gains um, and I was I've been enjoying the kind of like, okay, well, the game is like, what's enjoyable, what's useful, and just the game of improving your heuristics to decide, discern what those things are, and to discern when, when you need to be like, yo, you haven't been thinking along the lines of like, what's enjoyable, what's useful for this decision. So it's been like, it's been a really, yeah, big up David Chapman and their excellent partner, Charlie. Um, it has been a really good really good kind of year of decisions based on like much more listening to the gut so that's been pretty cool mm -hmm. and I think the post-wokeness look at me I'm just like running my mouth now the post-wokeness was like I was born from a very like born as an adult I mean like from a very woke crowd and we were all about like right okay let's make this like really inclusive and you know being LGBTQ, that's like its own kettle of fish. Then we started looking at racism. Then we started looking at like um, financial disparity between people that could come to like, I was running a lot of events in London. I was like, okay, how can we get the poor brown people here? Like, why are there no, why is it lots of rich white people? And it's like, bitch, cause you are one. And you know, there's like a, like, <laughs> like <laughs> you're gonna attract your card. You're gonna have to put a bit more effort in than just being like, right, we're really inclusive. It's like, what does that even look like? And then it's in itself became, yeah, like these wo these weird wars of um, I discovered this fabulous phrase of um, sig virtue signaling and kind of being like, oh, we're, our event is better because our like our policy on this, that, and the other is like more virtuous than yours. And I just found it really irritating, and I also found it unhelpful. And it was it was taking up time and energy from just being people and treating people like people. So yeah, I'm enjoying this kind of like, what is it to be post-woke? What is it to be post-feminist? Like, I'm getting excited. I'm gonna like wax my legs next week. You know, like me five, 10 years ago, I'd have been like, fuck the patriarchy. I'm gonna have a hairy cunt and a hairy legs. It's gonna be beautiful. I've got incredibly hairy armpits, but even those now I keep quite tamed because like I've got a partner that is an artist and they are very handy with like with the trimmers so they get a very nice line going it's all very streamlined and sporty spice you know like it's really nice to be post all the bullshit where you're like okay we're gonna it's not punk it's post you know we're not just going for the like what's the antithesis it's the beyond beyond what we've been told to do so <laughs> so girls if you want to shave your legs go for it <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's my key takeaway from that tweet. <laughs> mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that's a that's a very thorough sort of <laughs> no, really uh, a great explanation of your relationship to you know meaningness and you know going beyond those ideas of culture. Yeah, you, you mentioned sort of with meaningness, you know, figuring out what's enjoyable, what's useful. Um, do you ever encounter situations where you know what's enjoyable and what's useful are in conflict, and how do you how would you navigate sort of that trade off? I do and um, it's the element of time so it's like what is useful now and what is useful to do for long-term gains so I had a really fun one um, I was uh, big up Andre um, uh, NB PKP 
uh, I was hanging out with them in Athens in December. Um, but I basically had to like skip out on one of our like hangout dates because I got the mother of all UTIs. It was, I was in so much pain. I was like, okay, I know we've met to hang out on the Acropolis, but I need to hobble back to the apartment and lie down with a hot water bottle. But it was really interesting because once I got the medicine, I had noticed that I wasn't in pain, but I was absolutely fucked like properly post ill fucked I couldn't I didn't have the energy to like I couldn't I didn't have any energy to go out for so much as a walk you know like standing up was a bit much if I'm honest I was like oh a cup of tea or I'm gonna have to have to sit down for two hours like it was um and I had it the the being in pain for you know five days or so really drained me of any creative energy so I wasn't like my usual oh I'm sitting down like, what, how would I like to spend my time? It's usually either moisturizing, frankly, or like doing some art. And I had no energy for either. I was like, I don't want to draw anything. But what I did find was like, a thing that was really enjoyable was to go really, really like, um, frankly, sedentary, which is unusual and something I'd like to cultivate a little bit more <laughs> in my life. But it was to be, um, it was also to just do some financial admin and like, it was really nice to be like, oh, I'm going to build that tool. Again, big up Victory Cast. This is all fully because of conversation with them about like enjoy, be useful. But it was like, it would be enjoyably useful to have a particular tool um, that allows me at a glance to figure out what, where, what I, what I want to do next and like whether I can afford it rather than my usual method of like, I probably can, like I'll just pick up more work if I can't, or like, oh, I feel, I've just been offered a load of work. I'll take it, whatever. And now I've got like a tool that kind of goes, actually, now's a good time to pick up a bit extra work. What I'm getting at there is that like, it's the element of time. So it was like, okay, the in, it was really enjoyable to do a long-term, like it was to make a tool that's for long-term, but if you'd given me the option and a, a healthy body I would have been like let's go for a run let's like go wander around a gallery let's go play in a park let's go meet some people in a cafe let's go like try some amazing new food but it was yeah it was it was a really fun it was astonishing I guess and I've really it was quite um it really struck me that I had such a good time and I've got so many yeah enjoyable feelings out of having made that time I'm going to stop opining about making spreadsheets <laughs> because this is honestly, <laughs> I'm still surprised that I'm happy about a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, it's very uh, off brand for you, but glad to hear it. Thank you. I was trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Thank you for sharing all that. Yeah. Next tweet. Oh, On May 24th, 2021, you tweeted, thinking about how I want to introduce you to my brother because he's a spurgy teddy bear and I love him with the force of a cosmic storm. But I talk too much horn dog content, so what do? Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm still there, man. I've got this beautiful idea that, like, I think I've really ramped back the horny. But every time I mention this to, you know, a friend, they're like, no, 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 bring the horn, keep bringing the horn. Um, but I would love to introduce you guys to my dad and my brother because, like, they're basically just orty. I, yeah, also, like, I'm learning that um, Spurgy is no longer like a, a good name. We're kind of, we're opting for orty, which I think is kind of pretty. Um, yeah, so my brother and my father are autistic and um, they are basically fucking Labrador good boys. They are just so smart and so good and I love them so dearly. <laughs> and there's like, 
a, a real texture of like, yeah, you know how our whole community is like, well, I know Visa calls it like friendly, ambitious nerds, but I'm like beautiful weirdos. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would, I would love to get my brother in on it. I had this, uh, we've like really had a revival of our friendship when I was like uh, mid twenties. Our folks tended to kind of keep us apart because we didn't get on, and there was this whole rift about the, because my brother was autistic and they knew this um you know any passions of his they really encouraged because they were so scared that he was not going to like get anywhere in life he wouldn't be able to have a job he wouldn't be able to have a girlfriend he, or you know or a boyfriend or like um he wouldn't be able to live alone and so they it's and it's it's no shade on my folks they were really trying their best they're like no 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 it means like you need to do your writing you need to be like doing your reading don't do any art please like that's your brother's thing so there was no so it's, a, it's such a shame because like we could have collaborated you know we do thunder studios now we like dick around and like make stuff and like make art and like make cool designs and stuff but like we could have been doing that as kids and been learning how to play but instead we were kind of like we kept squabbling so my parents were like it's easy just to separate us but in my 20s, I had like a huge bust up with my folks when I came out as bi. And um, my brother, though, was really solid. He kind of was just like, you know, my mum kind of called her up, called him up and was like, did you know your sister's a lesbian? And he was like, so <laughs> and she was like, she had, he, she was just like, this is not what I was ready for. <laughs> Um, but he was like, he just texted me and was like, yeah, it's all, you know, how you doing? Like, mum's been a bit aggy, like, are you okay? And I was living with this, like, sick bunch of um, folks in West London. We had this warehouse and it was LGBT, polycule, like, beautiful, beautiful mess of a place. And um, I was pretty nervous, but I brought him over. Uh, I was like, okay, I haven't really met this guy outside of the context or, like, you know, the family scripts of, like, okay, we're brother, we're sister, or, like, you know, brother, sibling like we've got these two parents that are like a little bit overbearing and like I was like oh what if I took us completely out of that context like who is this guy are they fun are they cool or are they a, a dick and I honestly like I was quite worried and <laughs> uh, Jess again was there like it's okay we won't judge you if your brother's a dickhead and th like just that line suddenly like really calmed me down so then my brother comes over and oh my God, that boy is sort of the earth from like opening the door. Like he turns up on his motorbike. Like I'm a tall girl, like I'm 5'10 and built like a brick shit house. He's like a monster. He's like 6'2 and like double my size. He's huge, but like, and he's hairy as well. And wears these like really like aggy black, big clothes. And like his opening gambit was to like be like, okay, who wants a hug? And just like scoops up two people in, in arms. And like, honestly, my, my best mate in the house, he elbowed me out of the way to get on in this hug before I did. And I was like, okay, this is going very well. <laughs> so it's, yeah, he's exactly the kind of like, our community, I think is just, astonishing at like inviting people in and being like cool man like bring your weird like what's what's what makes you like what makes you excited what like what could you show me like what could we play with if you had like two minutes and no props you know like I really admire that and like love cultivating that in our like you know this this you know this part of Twitter um so I would love to bring him in but um yeah there's still just a little bit too much ugh, we really like eased off it but they're kind of like the hot girl or the, the, the horn chat has kind of like died down a bit. So it might soon be time, but 
yeah there, there is a line where you're like you just don't want to know about your big sister's like sex life <laughs> or like you know me like slathering over some attractive bird on twitter because you know like there's a line and uh, it's an, often a dot to me but like <laughs> like <laughs> that's so beautiful to hear about your brother um i'm so glad you guys have a very you know intimate heartwarming relationship um yeah, yeah. sounds like a great guy it's cool though because like it's just it's just learning how to be humans right because I think it's also taught me a lot about people because he's autistic and the narrative coming out of our folks and the literature is that like autistic people can't have relationships and they don't human and it's all like a mess and like the opposite is true like truly truly the opposite is true um that was quite a tautologist and I apologize to all of our listeners um and like what's lovely is um I mean, maybe I don't have anything profound to say about this, but I feel like he has been a really, like establishing a relationship with him has been quite important because I've also like just had a good way of seeing stuff from another person's perspective. And I guess in the kind of like learning about autism, it's like I can spot stuff on the horizon that's going to be tricky for Sam. So it's like, whoops, my brother. So I can be like, um, you know so you can do the loving thing of fielding stuff like I don't mean like making his life frictionless because that's my mother's remit like (laughs) I mean just being like okay you can expect these things so you can prep accordingly which you know doesn't have to be anything to do with the autism it can just be people like me I love a heads up and I know I'm neurodivergent but I don't know in what direction so like I love a heads up of what's going to happen because like there's only so much surprise and like decision making I want in a day so (laughs) yeah yeah just like little gestures of caring to you know not baby your brother but um just show that you want to you know make their time and their experience as enjoyable for them as possible yeah I think it was also like a really late I'm just gonna like jump in one final bit here because I'm just absolutely in love with my brother he um it also occurred to me that our parents are going to be old one day and like we're going to need to team up and be like okay what are we going to do about mommy and daddy like like how do we look after them if I'm still like you know fucking butt fuck nowhere or like not accessible like I need to be able to still participate in looking after the family even if I'm not in the building or in the you know in the postcode and stuff so it was just like okay let's also remember that we are a team um and that's been really fun and I like the, to finally circle back you know with a turning point the size of France like to say, like I think he would be a beautiful fit in the community because I think we're like the like teapot is really good at this you know in group and teapot whoever you are like you can complete all of this so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> definitely agree there okay yeah thank you for sharing all that <laughs> you're so welcome <laughs> do you mean oversharing <laughs> no 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 I enjoyed hearing all of that uh next tweet <clears throat> on June 26th 2021, you tweeted, I want to collab for an art club X philosophy bitch and stitch salon. Before I was a hot girl and horny on Maine, I used to chat shit with thoughtful souls on a Monday. I miss it. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah, I still do. Um, Sylvia, this is Sylvia started doing art club, or I don't know what she called it. Um, Sylvia draws or something and that was wicked because it was like beautiful souls kind of coming around and she would lead an art club uh, sorry a you know a drawing session and uh we would just chat or be quiet and listen to tunes um but yeah Seeker 2003 used to do the meaningless book club and you know I don't often do calls without a pen in my hand um 
so I would just be on that philosophy call chime in occasionally uh, but it was mostly drawing and really enjoyed feeling like okay what does meaning this look like when I'm not trying to draw it as pictures I'm just trying to doodle it out and I realized that you can participate in a conversation and you don't have to be the main player you don't have to be the main participant in the like, in the noise making. You can just be like listening and you're still welcome. You're still allowed there. Like, I don't know where, I, probably my father, but I got, I don't know where I got the idea that you had to be like knowledgeable on a subject. You had to like, you weren't allowed in the club or in the conversation, so much as a conversation if you didn't have a lot of valuable things to bring. Um, and, you know, I'm 33. So that has been a long process of understanding. You can just turn up to a chat and be quiet, but like, it was particularly nice with the philosophy stuff because I was like, okay, I feel very secure being here. But like when I first arrived at this this particular you know, this part of Twitter, because um, I also run around the Adland part of Twitter is with my professional front of me. Um, like I noticed, or I just knew from the get-go that I I um, struggle with reading. I find like words move around on a page for me. So I have to like things like the reading club are wicked because like you literally read was all on the screen. And it was being read aloud as well. But like, I haven't read Nietzsche. I have not read like Henry Thoreau. I'm never going to. What I'm more likely to do is maybe listen to it an, on an audiobook. What I'm even more likely to do is sit with my like my chin resting and like propped up on my like hands, being like, really tell me more. But I have like a knowledgeable friend that is there just wants to opine on a subject. Like that's my favorite. Like I did really well in all the lectures at university because I was just like, I just got to listen to my professors opining on their favorite subject. Like honestly, there's nothing better in that context. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like combining it with art club where like just gentle souls kind of like move a pen around a page. Um, and I love teaching art, like honestly, like I'm branching into um, teaching like move, like somatic like movement stuff now, but um, teaching art and just helping like lovely people just be like, oh, I've just doodle. Oh no, I don't really draw. And it's like, I don't believe that for a second. Like you, what you're telling me, you definitely don't get, have a pen in your hand when you're on a, on the phone call. No, no, no. Most people are. So like, that's your starting point. Um, but combining that with then like a quiet, like being quiet while like interesting, knowledgeable souls chat on a topic is I think like a dreamy way to spend some like sitting down time. <laughs> So that's my pitch. And if anyone's in for it, give me a shout. I, I would so happily facilitate that. I think it's like I wanted to team up with someone because um, I found this when I was DJing. Like I, I had all these ideas for like how to craft a whole party. But you like you have to do like parties are a thing that are done by teams. And I I, I could I, I can't do all of it. Like I can't like do the kind of the, you know if you want to do some dance choreo or you want to do something like fun and theatrical but like also DJ like you just can't all do it as one and I was like I can't do leading the philosophy chat as well as teaching the art so I was like casting I was doing a really lazy like is anyone into this idea do you want to like team up and like I don't know if you didn't know if we did it I don't know like I'd certainly start hanging out a lot with Bird of Play and we did quite a few sp I did quite a few spaces but I did a lot of reading of like thoughtful stuff but I because I was reading and hosting the space I wasn't doing any drawing so mm -hmm. there we go that's my pitch do you want to come <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sounds amazing yeah and even as far as trading off you know I don't know as much about philosophy as this person to me mm. you know put any two people together each person's going to have you know skills and knowledge that the other person doesn't so everyone yeah. has something to share um and it's not a matter of like oh I'm 
less than them. It's just we're, you know, we have different experiences, different specialties. So it's always great to, you know, share that with each other. Yeah. Yeah, I get really strong um, imposter syndrome as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, in, in some areas, not all, but like I can get a real sense of like, oh, there's no way you're going to be allowed to do this because you just you haven't read all the kind of background material. And like a lot of the like post rats have come through by via being rats. And there's like a whole website called Less Wrong that's got a lot of content on it. And I don't think I've even gone on the website and I don't think I'm ever going to because it's just like it's a lot of words. Like I love words, but like reading them on a screen is a nightmare. So it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so make friends with smart people. That's my strategy. <laughs> yeah. And there's even, you know, huge value and utility in just asking the uh, quotes more knowledgeable person, you know, what does that mean? How does this apply in your life? Just probing them for getting deeper into their understanding to help you understand better. You know, it's a nice, good feedback loop there. Who's your favorite philosopher? Yikes. Uh, Kant? That just sounds like me just saying the first philosopher I know, though. I don't, I don't, think, I ha- I don't think I have one. Who's yours? <laughs> I realized as I was asking that, I was going to get this bounce back in my face. Um, so I know David like really fervently rejects this, but uh, I think David Chapman and, and his and um, Charlie, Charlie uh, Aubrey on Twitter, they are like some of the most beautiful philosophical minds. Um, yeah, I guess Chapman is like published on the subject and I haven't read any of the others. I'd, what I have though, oh, I found a fact. So again, this, this chick, uh, CK3003, she like, she taught me most of what I know about philosophy, but there was often kind of gaps where I was like, hang on, there's a lot here that I just don't know. So I bought a book called um, philosophy uh, like no a platypus walks in a bar into a bar and it is it tells a joke of like someone walks into a bar and something happens and like each chapter uh, approaches that joke with uh, like different philo- like disciplines of philosophy so, <laughs> and I, obviously I can't remember any of them but I get out the gist now but it was such a good book because I fucking love jokes and like <laughs> and like just reading that book I was like oh this is the first philosophy text where I'm not going like come again I don't even know what that word means so mm-hmm. yeah there we are <laughs> great answer uh what is the name of that <laughs> look at this pack of sound kids what else have you got in there <laughs> um oh you'd appreciate this one wait very chad animal sound yeah feels quite sporty spice like I mean everything feels sporty spice to me <laughs> Uh, Nina, that was the last tweet I had for you. Was it? Yeah. Before we wrap up here, uh, I just have one final question, which is, uh, you know, you've gone into this a bit throughout our conversation here, but uh, what have been your favorite parts of your Twitter experience? Oh, my favorite. Oh, what a juicy question. One of my favorite parts has been that I have got a crew of friendly weirdos at any time of day and night, doesn't matter where where I am to chat to you. That's been absolutely wonderful. Like I don't have a sleep problem, but I do find that sometimes in the middle of the night, I'm just wide awake and it's like, previously and especially when I was in Britain that would stress me out because like the only option really was to be like in bed and being quiet because otherwise you're going to interrupt people or it's you know it's too dark and cold to go outside but um in Lisbon it was awesome because it was just go for a walk and I've 
would regularly just be like, right, who's up? Who wants to chat? Um, but it's just introduced me to people that I would never have got to meet. Like I would never have known that Barbie was like gas station. Barbie was alive in the world. And like, she is now someone that come via cab. I am like, so like almost a bit gross with how excited I am to catch up with her and be like, girl, <laughs> come here. <laughs> like, let's have a cuddle. Like, I'm so excited to like see her. Um, and like, yeah, like, I, oh yeah, of course I'm like, we met, I've met some folks in Lisbon that because of Twitter and now like uh, big up like Puppy Spice, like George is one of my dearest friends. Like whenever I catch that bear awake at some ungodly hour, like I'm just so excited to see them and chat to them. Um, yeah, big up rival. I absolutely love catching up with them in Lisbon because they are <laughs> they are a delight. Um, yeah, so I've made friends. Uh, what's there's like there's some other texture to it though. There's also just an opportunity to like it's a great opportunity to play. Like people are just up for shit. Like re- like who was it? Like the CEO of Ingrid, what's he called? Like Tim was just like, oh, what if we did Twitter, but like with video so it's you know really inaccessible you can only play if you're like you can read on a screen and you know whatever you can't search any of it but there was just a thread one day where we just fucked around sending little videos of like pissing around wherever we were and what we're getting up to and like how can you do it without like doxing yourself like it's just really silly and really fun um so yeah like I really I really enjoy how I've just tapped into this like community of people that are you know basically all read improv and like have all done their clown training um but there, yeah, there is something else, but obviously I'm talking a million miles, so I don't, I can't quite reach it, but it's, yeah, I think we've tapped into something quite special. It's nice to not feel quite so alone in my desire to be like, okay, what does the commune look like full of like smart, interesting people that also, you know, pull their socks up when the dishes need doing. <laughs> <laughs> what a delightful turn of phrase. <laughs> yeah, I love those, uh, those random, incredibly creative threads that just, you know, invite you to just have fun in the replies. Those are always so yeah. much fun. I try and I I try and think of them. You know, I love it's really nice to be struck with like, oh, I wonder what would happen if I put this out. And I do notice that sometimes I've put things out and I'm encouraging ideas and like, yeah, for it to like, you know, of course everyone wants to be like the next like viral tweet around people, but like, um, it's like it's fun just the habit being like oh what about this idea like and putting it up and seeing if someone goes like people kind of go on it um I think I'd need to be better like better with tagging and I'm really bad with like I don't like people's stuff uh, like I don't use the like function um and uh I just rarely tag people so <laughs> probably like I've got really bad engagement numbers for it but um yeah it's a good playground mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely uh, Nina, thank you so much again for taking the time to talk with me today. Uh, it was a lot it of fun. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. This is my first podcast and I've had a great time and I'm so moisturized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here, at least in the face. <laughs> yeah, all right. Have a great rest of your day. Sick. All right, blessings. Yeah, take care. Bye.